Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are still in Judges chapter 11, looking at verses 23 through 28 in the New King James Version. This is the conclusion of Jephthah's response to the king of the Ammonites. The Ammonite king charges Israel with stealing their land, and he intends to invade Gilead to reclaim it. Uh, Jephthah is letting him know that they are not trespassing. They are not squatters. They are in a place where God has placed them. Let's listen to the word of God. It reads, And now the Lord God of Israel has disposed the Amorites from before his people Israel. Should you then possess it? Will you not possess whatever Shemash your God gives you to possess? So whatever the Lord our God takes possession of before us, we will possess. And now, are you any better than Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive against Israel? Did he ever fight against them? While Israel dwelt in Hezbon, in its villages, in Aror, in its villages, and in all the cities along the banks of the Arnon, for three hundred years, why did you not recover them within that time? Therefore, I have not sinned against you, but you wronged me by fighting against me. May the Lord, the judge, Render judgment this day between the children of Israel and the people of Ammon. However, the king of the people of Ammon did not heed the words which Jephthah sent him. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, I'm the host of Five Minutes in the Word a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. If you don't mind, go ahead and like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. You can also hear my podcast almost everywhere podcasts are heard. Again, that was Judges chapter 11 verses 23 through 28 in the New King James Version. Uh, This passage starts with, And the Lord God of Israel has disposed the Amorites from before his people Israel. Should you then possess it? Jephthah is arguing that since God gave this land to Israel, the Ammonites had no claim over it. He disposed the Amorites. That didn't mean that, you know, he did it for you. He did it for Israel. The Amorites and the Am- well, the Ammonites did not have claim over the, the territory. God gave Israel a complete victory over the Amorites, who were the present uh, occupants of the territory, notwithstanding the great disadvantage they were under. Because remember, this is after the Exodus. They've gone through two countries. They've gone to two territories asking for passage, safe passage, and the kings denied. They came to the uh, Amorites, and the king didn't trust them, and he caused the war between them. And of course, it was to his disadvantage, 
because God uh, uh, disposed of them. He got rid of the, 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 those people because of, they were trying to attack his children, just like a mother <laughs> protecting that child. But let me continue. It says, can you think that God can, uh, give it, gave it to us in such an extraordinary manner with design that we should return it to the Moabites or the Ammonites again? No, we put a high value upon God's favor that uh, we place such a high value that we're not going to part with it easily. And that's how we are when God blesses us. We uh, look at that as a favor, as his favor. And we can't be like a, a child when they get bored with a, a toy and just toss it aside. And I'm bored with this. I want something new. That's not how uh, Christians should um, be in light of fa the favor of God. We thank God for his favor. We thank him for his mercy. We thank him for his understanding. But let me continue. Um, uh, let's see. I got to figure out where I am. To corroborate this plea, he argues, he urges an argument directed to the king. He says, will you not possess that which Shamash, your God, gives you? Not that Jephthah thought Shamash a god, only he is the god of, or he was the god that the Ammonites worshipped. And um, the worshippers, even of those dunghill deities, um, these deities that could do neither good nor evil, yet thought themselves beholden to them for all that they had because their God, with lowercase g, gave it to them. Jephthah gives credit to Yahweh, the God of Israel. And he's telling um, the Ammonites, since your God, I mean, if your God gives you a present, are you going to just walk away from it? So he's, you know, telling them using their situation to prove how ridiculous this is. God gave this to us. Why would we give it up? It's possible that Jephthah indicates the wrong deity either in error or by deliberate insult. Jephthah did not see this battle as primarily between two armies, but between the God of Israel and the false God of Ammon. Jephthah showed true wisdom in seeing this as a spiritual battle first. And again, this commentary said he gave a logical reason for why, you know, Israel is where they are. And he gave them a history. Um, he says, your God uh, gave you this. They worshiped. And he, the commentary says that the people of the Moabites and the Ammonites, that they worshiped each other's gods. And they may also have considered Shamash and Milcom to be the same God, lowercase g, with different names. The king of Ammon uh, knows some of Israel's history, so uh, Jephthah reminds him of Balak, the king of Moab, who in soliciting the prophet Balaam to curse Israel, failed to defeat them. And that's in Numbers chapter 22. He pleads that um, they keep this country as their own, and they've, you know, um, they kept this country as their own for about 300 years. And the Ammonites, in all that time, had never attempted to take it from them. 
And now they weren't going to just hand it over to them. He justifies himself and his cause. He says, I haven't sinned against you by taking uh, what I have no right to. And of course, all when all was said and done, Jephthah rejects the notion that he and Israel are guilty of the Ammonite king's charges. He says, I have not sinned against you. And he neither apologizes, nor does he appeal. He, uh, neither, his, neither his apology nor his appeal changes the mind of the king of the Ammonites. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we continue studying your word. And Father, we thank you that you are the judge of the day. And we thank you that you are a righteous judge. You don't judge like a person, like a, a, a man does or a woman does. You see things from every angle, things that we can't see, things that are unseen and um, that we can't foresee. We thank you, Father, that you know all that you see all, that you're omniscient, you're omnipresent, you're omnipotent. We thank you that we serve a God that's not like the dunghill deities that Matthew Henry spoke of. They can't help, they can't do good or evil. They're just something created by man's hands. So we thank you, Father, that you are our God and we trust you, we trust you, we praise you in all things, Father. Father, as usual, we're praying for those who need you in a special way, and we're thanking you in advance for answered prayer. Again, as we read about war, we're praying for the Ukrainians as they battle the Russians. We're praying for conflicts all over the world. We need peace, and we're thanking you in advance, God, that peace is forthcoming, especially as we look at all that's going on in the world. We thank you, and we bless your name. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.